Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. So I can still vividly remember this. I would rush home on my huffy Dallas Cowboy edition bicycle to catch the Batman episode that would come on uh, with uh, the epic pows and zings and zaps. Anybody else long, old enough? To, okay, to, all right, some of y'all don't even know. We would watch epic duels with villains like the Joker and the Riddler, and uh, it was just, it was incredible. It was like life-changing, transforming TV. Uh, you had to get up to change the channel. Okay, y'all don't even know that either. Okay, so... But before the magic of television or movie screens, there were these great literary masterpieces called comic books. Some of y'all don't even know. Comic books were awesome, and they exposed us to other heroes, heroes like Spider-Man and The Flash and The Black Panther and Aquaman, and here we go, old school, even Wonder Twins. Anybody remember? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we also were introduced to some pretty incredible villains, um, guys like uh, the Penguin and Venom and Magneto and Lex Luthor. And as I started thinking about all of these characters and these episodes that I would either read or watch, it seemed like um, I, I came to this conclusion. There was always, it seemed like, this struggle going on just under the surface, right? Just kind of always in the background. You knew it was there, but it would take about, since it was a 30-minute show, about 15 minutes for it to be exploded. And there was just this underwriting chaos, right? Uh, underwriting uh, struggle going uh, So it kind of went like this. Everything in Bruce Wayne's life and everything in Peter Parker's life and everything in Clark Kent's life seemed to be uh, like everything was going on well. And, and, and also in Bruce Banner's. We can't forget Bruce Banner. Like everything, everything seems to be going well, right? In the city they lived in, like whether it was Gotham or New York City or Dayton, Ohio. Well, see, see, y'all need to do some research. Um, it would seem like there was all this great calm and, and, and peace and everything is copacetic. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, all this calm would come to a crash. And then instead, there were these, these moments of chaos and conflict and challenges. And just under the appearance of normal, there was always this, this war being waged. And so I started thinking about that. And it reminded me of a passage of Scripture that I want us to focus on. As we begin this series, I want you to think about this passage of scripture because it is uh, that reflected or comic books reflected this. I don't know which one. Yeah, I do. Uh, but, but, but it's there and we, we need to understand it. It's found in Romans. If you'll join me in Romans chapter 7, I'm going to begin reading in verse 14 out of the message version. Those of you that were here last night for the volunteer banquet would understand that. But uh, I just think it helps us to uh, comprehend a little bit better what's going on here. Listen to what Paul says. He says, I can anticipate the response that is coming. I know that all God's commands are spiritual, but I'm, uh, I'm not. Isn't this also your experience? Yes, I'm full of myself after all. I spent a long time in sin's prison. What I don't understand about myself is that I, I decide one way, but then I act another. Doing things, oh, come on now, doing things I absolute, absolutely despise. 
So if I can't be trusted to figure out what is best for myself and then do it, it becomes obvious that God's command is necessary, but I need something more. For if I know the law but still can't keep it, and if the power of sin within me keeps sabotaging my best intentions, I obviously need help. <laughs> Do I have anybody honest enough in the room to say, I got to have some help? Yeah, okay, so he says, I need some help. I realize that I don't have what it takes. I can will it, but I can't do it. I decide to do good, but I, I don't really do it. I decide not to do bad, but then I do it anyway. I decide not to go to Krispy Kreme, and then my car veers. Okay, that's, that's not in there. Okay, okay. That's that other version we dealt with last night. My decisions, such as they are, don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong deep within me, and it gets the better of me every time. It happens so regularly that it's predictable. The moment I decide to do good, sin is there to trip me up. I truly delight in God's commands, but it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in that delight. Parts of me, uh, parts of me covertly rebel, and just when I least expect it, they take charge. I've tried everything, and nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope. That's a power. Okay, here's a different version, just a little bit of it. Verse 21. So I find this to be a principle when I want to do good. Evil is right there with me. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my body a different principle, waging war with the law in my mind and makes me a prisoner of the law of sin that exists in my body. What a wretched man I am. Wow. See, this passage in Roman reflects the reality of the, the comic books that I grew up with. There's this war that's going on that produces heroes and, and villains in all of us. Uh, this passage also reveals this dirty little secret about Christians, about us, that we really don't want anybody to know. Nobody talks about this very much. Nobody puts this out there for everybody to see, but we're going to do it this morning because Paul wouldn't play the game. He wouldn't hide stuff that, that shouldn't be hidden. We like to push all this under the rug, but, but we're, we're real around here, so we're just going to be honest, and here it is. We, we want to keep this hidden. We want to keep it under wraps. We prefer to deny it, act like it's not real, but, but, but undercover, on inside of us, there's this war going on. I didn't say you weren't saved. I didn't say you're, you're, you don't glow in the dark because you're so holy. I'm just saying that inside of all of us, there's this war going on. Anybody? Okay, just, okay, just me. Paul refuses to play the game, and he addresses it, and this is what he teaches us. Here's, here we go. Here, here's what I want you to hear this morning. We are all living with the reality of duality. Say that again because I've been chomping on that for about a month. We've been, we all, whether we like, I know you came down to the altar and bawled your eyes out. I know you probably had some snot flow, all that good stuff, all the feel goods, the goosebumps. Life was radically changed. But the reality that we need to understand and, and admit to and own up to is that inside of us, all of us are dealing with the reality of duality. So, so, so here it is. You are Batman. But you are also, you are also Bruce Wayne. You, come on now, let's, everyone in this room, you, you really are, you're Spider-Man. But you're also Peter Parker. In fact, some of y'all been wanting to do this all morning. Why don't you touch your neighbor right now and look at them with a little bit of, you know, that swag, a little bit of that, just throw those shoulders back and declare, start this and just go, I am Superman. Come on, tell them right now, I'm Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, 
Okay, but now we got to be honest. We got to be honest about this because you are Superman, but let's be honest. The fact is, is you probably need to tell your other neighbor, there are some days I'm Clark Kent. Go ahead and tell him, tell him, tell him, tell him. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's this reality of duality going on inside of us. And as much as we don't like to talk about it or admit it or own up to it, it's a fact that just because you're Spider-Man does not mean that you don't still have days where you're more like Peter Parker. Yeah. So, 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 so in fact, the truth is, is that most of us, whether or not, here it is, I'm just going to talk about your pastor for a moment. The, the truth is for me that whether or not you meet me as Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, or as a villain really comes down to what day it is and how my day has gone and whether I've had the required cup of coffee to get my attitude right. See, some of y'all, come on now. I met some of y'all before your coffee and you're a lot more like Peter Parker than you are Spider-Man until you drink that Okay, so, 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 so that's what Paul was talking about when he talked about the, the struggle that was going on inside of him. Let's just be honest this morning. Sometimes I want to help people, but there are other times where I, okay, see, I'm way too honest for y'all this morning. Sometimes I want to be with people, and there are days where, okay, okay, it's going to get tight up in here. Sometimes I want to rescue people. Other times I want to retaliate. Okay, see, I, I, okay. Sometimes I want to respond in grace. And sometimes I want to grab you by the neck and shake you until. No, am I the only one? Okay, I, I'm a, okay. Uh, I, there are sometimes I want to hug you. And then there are some times that I would probably prefer to hurt you. There are, okay, so, so, okay, so, so, so sometimes I want to live holy. And there are days where I'm not really sure that I want to live so holy. There are some times that I really like to worship. And there are some times, <laughs> okay, uh, that I would rather do something else. There are some times I would like to listen to some of you on the phone. And there's sometimes I would like to just check caller ID first and let it go to voice. Okay, so, so I'm being way, way too honest for you right now. You can't handle this. But, but the truth is, is while I'm talking about that, I, you're looking in a mirror because some of you are fighting that. All of us were fighting that same struggle and that same battle inside of us. I, I know we look all holy, but if we could just see you on Thursday after a hard day of work, then we would get a clear glimpse of the fact that you're not always Superman. There are days. Paul said it like this. He said, I want to do good, but evil is right there with me. There's this war waging on the inside of him. You do realize that we are talking about the, the author of this passage was Paul. You do recognize that this is the guy that wrote 75% of the New Testament that you're hanging your life on. He authored it. 
You do recognize that this guy was one of the most educated men on the planet when he wrote this. You do recognize that this is Paul. He was a student of the law. You do understand that we're talking about Paul who had the ability to speak somewhere between 7 and 14 different languages. We're talking about a guy that wore the label apostle. We're talking about a guy that had the, uh, the, the gifting inside of him. He would lay hands on people and they would not only get healed, he, he could raise people. Okay, y'all ain't helping me none now. This is the guy with all that going on inside of him that we wished we were like Paul. And what we discover is that we are like Paul because even with all of that going on inside of him, there was this other thing going on inside of him and there was this conflict and just under the surface, this chaos and this, this war. So what I discovered in, then is this, is that uh, what Paul is doing is he's addressing the, addressing the affinity war that exists inside of us. Here's what I mean. Um, on Sunday, it looks like everything is good, but just beneath the surface, there's a real struggle. There's an affinity war going on inside of us. Our want-tos and our desires are waging war against the desires that are in us to do right. Okay, so, so, so uh, affinity means this. It's our desires, our longings. It's a natural liking or preference for certain things or people. I want to do right, but I was, I, I'm, I've been, Paul says like this, I was captured in sin for so long that even though I have this great desire to do right, my own fleshly natural desires wage war against my spiritual desires. Is there anybody in the house that's ever had a day where all you wake up in the morning and you feel like worshiping with everything that you've got, then the kids wake up? And there's this, okay, this war exists, right? And so we struggle. And so we, we might as well get it out in the open. Here it is. I'm just going to lay it out in front of all of you to see it so you can embrace it and win it. Here it is. Here's the truth. I am not a hypocrite. The fact that that kind of war is going on inside your pastor and inside of all your pastor's church members. Y'all see what I did there? Okay. Does not mean we're hypocrites. It simply means we're human. And when we elevate people and put them on this, 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 this uh, showcase trophy pedestal and go, they're perfect and they never have anything going wrong. I wished I was like them. And then they fall off and we go, oh, they were just hypocrites. No, they were just human. That's why I get sick of the stuff on Facebook where people are attacking prominent leaders in the Christian faith that fall as if they weren't human. Yes, they're Superman when they preached, but they, they were Clark Kent in the back room sometimes. And we want to point fingers at them and make fun, but we won't ever point it back recognizing that's the reality of the duality that is living and existing inside of us. Okay, so, so, so I'm a hero, and depending on what happened today, there are times I turn into a villain. Here's what Paul teaches us. He teaches us to come to grips with this fact. This is it. We are, on, we are in an ongoing, never-ending battle if we're going to be a, let me just help you this morning if you want to be a villain you don't have to do anything you just wake up just wake up 
Like go to bed tonight, wake up, decide you're not going to do nothing, and you will be a villain. Your selfishness will rise up. Your self-centeredness will rise up. Your anger will rise up. The, the affinities in your life will rise up. You don't have to do nothing. Right? But let me tell you something. We, we, we can, we, if we're going to be a hero, then we are going to have to fight some battles and win some victories. This is not, I, this sounds weird coming out of a church, but I just need to help you because we want to stand up and say, Jesus fixes everything, and he does. Oh, it's going to get cold, okay. But this is not a one and done fight. We are an ongoing, never-ending battle. It is a lifestyle of every day, here it is, killing our old man. <laughs> There's this fight going on inside of Steve right now because some of y'all, uh, like right now, even right now, I can feel it inside. I want to say some stuff. I can't even say, how do I win that battle? I have to kill my old man. This is not one and done. It's ongoing. Listen, I just, it's a lifestyle. Some of, some of us died once when we accepted Christ. I get that. But, but, but the truth is that in, that order to, in, in order for us to be more like Superman than we are Clark Kent, we've got to come to this, this decision. We must die daily. Yeah. Our problem, some of us, is this. We want to come to church, get saved, and that's it. We never work on it from that day forward. I made Jesus my Savior. But yeah, you're still acting like it. You've still got your anger. you still got your hate. you still got your prejudice. you still got your, your mouth. you still got that. When somebody does you wrong, yeah, there's reflexes that happen as you're driving. But you got saved but you won't work on it from that day forward. We, we want to hide our villain, but hiding it does not mean that we've handled it. Paul says in Romans chapter 6, verse 6, he says this. He says, could it be any clearer? Our old way of life was nailed to the cross with, with Christ, a decisive end to the sin-miserable life, no longer captive to sin's demands. But then he goes on in Romans chapter 12, or same chapter 6, verse 12, 14, he says, that means you must not give sin a vote in the way you conduct your lives. Yeah, don't, 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 don't give it the time of day. Don't ever run little errands that are connected with that old way of life. Some of us, the reason that we're more like a villain than we are a hero is we keep running the errands that a villain would run. Okay, uh, he says, throw yourselves wholeheartedly and full time. Remember, you've been raised from the dead into God's way of doing things. Sin can't tell you how to live. After all, you're no longer living under that old tyranny any longer. You're living in the freedom of God. So Jesus' death wins victory, but we must participate in that victory by waging war, going to battle every day, every day. So that means this sanctification isn't that you lose the old you. <laughs> In Pentecostal circles, we talk about sanctification a good bit. And we, we, at least growing up, we used to act like if we could ever come to the place that we were sanctified, we would never have any more sin problems. I would never talk back to my parents ever again if I could just get sanctified. But even after I got sanctified, I still got grounded because there were days as a 16-year-old teenager, that I thought I knew everything. 
Sanctification doesn't mean you lose your old you. It's that you learn to arrest the old you. So that at 16 years old, when I get sanctified, recognizing that if I talk back, I'm going to be grounded for the rest of my life. Sanctification rises up in me and I make the decision to arrest my smart aleck remark so that I don't get grounded for the rest of my life. Y'all can't help me. All right, that's why Jesus says in Luke chapter 9, he says, if any one of you want to be my followers, you must forget about yourself and you must take up your cross daily and follow me. Deliverance isn't instant freedom. Some of y'all come in here wanting to be delivered thinking it's instant. God can do it instantly, but let me just help you this morning. Deliverance is when we daily learn to manage our desires. That's real deliverance. When When my want to rises up, And I recognize there's an affinity for that thing. But I go, I've submitted my life to Jesus. And now he's delivering me because now even though I want to, I don't. Okay, so, 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 so the reason a lot of us spend more days as a villain than we do as a hero is because we only, ooh, we only manage our want-tos on Sunday. And then the rest of the week, we let our want-tos run wild. And we wonder why we walk in on Sunday morning as Spider-Man, but our spouse looks at us the rest of the week going, where did my Spider-Man go from Sunday? You worshiped the paint off the walls at Passion Church, but now you're up in our house acting like an idiot. What happened to you? We didn't deal with our villain because we think deliverance is a one-time thing. So, so, so here it is. Deliverance is I want to, but I decide not to. Deliverance is I wanted to tell you what I think. But I make up my mind at that moment when it's about to come out of my mouth that I can't say that to you. Okay. So, so I, I, I went to church on Sunday, but on Tuesday you treated my kids wrong. And so now there's this war going on inside of me. And I was talking all about Jesus on Tuesday, but I'm about to jerk a knot right up, right? And this is deliverance. I take what happened on Sunday and I apply it to Tuesday. There's no music playing. There's no lights, no fog. Nobody else around me singing the praises of Jesus. But in that moment... In that moment, real deliverance is when even without all that going on, I make up my mind that I am not going to act that way because of what Jesus has done in my life. Okay, so, 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 so uh, you cost me time and money. And so because you've cost me time and money, I want to give you a piece of my mind. Right now, you cost me more time than I ever wanted to invest. We would have been done with this six months ago, but you keep dragging your feet. And I want to give you a piece of my mind, but I recognize that I've been delivered. So here's how we win the affinity war. I make up my mind that because of what Jesus has done for me, I'm going to keep my peace instead. So... Just because the truth is that we're living in a reality of duality does not mean we can't win. It it, it does, however, mean that you're going to have to get in the fight. Some of us, we continue to lose this battle with the duality inside of us because we want Jesus to do all the work. Mm. Jesus will not do for you what you can do by yourself. He expects you to get up in this fight and go, you know what? I I submitted my life to Jesus 
So now, on a daily basis, I'm killing my old man. Because that old man, have y'all figured this out yet? The old man keeps rising back up. That's why Paul says we have to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. The dilemma with living sacrifices is they keep crawling off the altar. So we got to get them and put them back on. And get them and put, that's what we got to do on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's easy to, to submit and sacrifice ourselves on Sunday. But what about the rest of the week? That's how we win this battle. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot to read to you verse 25. Because here's our hope in Romans chapter, verse, chapter 7, verse 25. And oh, by the way, I know we got it all broken up into chapters and verses, but there were no chapters and verses back then. So we got to continue into the first part of chapter 8 to conclude Paul's thoughts. Listen to what Paul says. He's saying all this is going on in his life, and there's this struggle, inner working struggle going on. But then he says in Romans chapter 7, verse 25, he says, Is there no one who can do anything for me? Ever felt like nobody could ever do anything for you? You have such an affinity for certain things in your life. You're like, man, I can't beat this. And you're asking the question, isn't there somebody that can do something for me? And Paul answers it. He says, isn't that the real question? Here he goes. The answer, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and does. He acted to set things right in this life of contradictions where I want to serve God with all my heart and mind, but I'm pulled by the influence of sin to do something totally different. Chapter 8, and he just continues his thought. With the arrival of Jesus the Messiah, that faithful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter into Christ being here for us no longer have to live under a continuous, low-lying black cloud. A new power is in operation. The spirit of life in Christ like a strong wind has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a faded lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. God went for the jugular when he sent his own son. He didn't deal with the problem as something remote and unimportant. In his son Jesus, he personally took on the human condition, entered the disordered mess of struggling humanity in order to set it right once and for all. So what does that mean? How does that help me? It means you can win this war because this war has already been won. Yeah. The reason we come in here and celebrate on Sundays is because we know that we are following a champion. He's undefeated. He's unrivaled. He's, he, he's, always, he's never been beaten. He always wins. So knowing that, we can rest in the fact that the war's already been won. Listen to what Paul says. He describes this, in, this incredibly frustrating battle. He even describes himself like this. He says, I am such a wretch. He says, that's who I am. He, he, he says, I have all these desires. I, I, I've, been, I, I'm, I've tried everything and nothing else. I'm at the end of my rope. But then when it seems like beating duality is impossible, Paul comes along and he says this. He says, there's an answer. The answer, thank God, is Jesus Christ. And he can and he does. In other words, all Paul is trying to tell us, I'm going to help you. I hope this will help you. I think Paul helps us. I think what Paul's trying to tell us is this, is to find deliverance, we must rely on the deliverer. We, we must rely on the help we have. See, I'm concerned that a lot of us rely on Jesus while we're at church. And then we want to switch over to willpower. I got news for you. Now, let me talk about me. 
Y'all want to know how long my willpower lasts on Sunday after church? Depends on who pulls out in front of me. Oh, come on now. Depends on who looked at me funny when we walked out in the lobby. Depends on what you said to me about my sermon after I'm done. Right? I mean, come on, let's be. My willpower is about this strong. But what I've come to conclude and realize and experience in my own life is this. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, that there is this victory going on inside of us that we just simply need to rely on. We don't rely on willpower. We rely on Jesus' power. And if we would learn to do that all week long, then we would find freedom. We must, let, we must let Jesus stay on the throne of our life on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and on Friday and on Saturday when your favorite team gets destroyed. So that when you come to church on Sunday, all you're doing is refueling your relationship that you've been experiencing all week long. We don't come to church on Sunday to establish Jesus on the throne of our life. We come, to Je- we come to church on Sunday because he is on the throne of our life. Yeah, so, so, so the power to win is available if we will access it. We rely on the help we have. We, we, can, we can win because he's already won. We, so we must allow him to win in us daily. So here's my question, and then I want us to be brutally honest. Kim, you come, where's Kim at? Come on, Kim. Too many of us are lo- losing this war. We're struggling, we're, we're caught in no man's land. There are days of hero, days of villain. How do we win on a consistent basis? Because let, let me be, can I just be really, can- I've been really candid, uh, transparent the whole time. Let me be really honest with some of y'all. No, all of y'all. I like you better as Superman than I like you as Clark Kent. I like you better as Batman because you got cool stuff. I like seeing you walk around in authority and power more than I like to see you struggle. But in order for us to win this battle, to get this right, we are going to have to be honest and transparent because too many of us are losing this war simply because, here it is, we have an affinity for what is destroying us. You missed it. Some of us are really comfortable with our anger. We hide it on Sunday. We let it go the rest of the week. And we're comfortable with it. That's just who I am. Yeah, but you're, you're destroying everybody around you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really comfortable with the hate in my life. On Sunday, I, I disguise it because we can just smile at each other and act like we like everybody. But the rest of the week, I just let hate run wild because we're comfortable with it. We're comfortable with lust. We're comfortable with chaos. We just hide it on Sunday. And so we become more villain than we are hero. And what I am saying to you is that we must follow the example of Paul and we must pull the covers back and come to grips with the fact that we need help. I'm I'm standing here today as your pastor telling you, I got to have some help. I need some help in my own life because there are days, there are moments where I have to prove that I'm really delivered by the decisions I make. And I am challenging you as a part of this church. I don't want you just to be Superman in here. I want you to be a hero at your work 
I need you to walk into your school and walk into that place that is, has been captured by the spirit of the age and walk in as Superman and set things in order. But you can't do that if you walk in one day and act like a villain. Has anybody else discovered that it takes a long time to establish your witness and a very short time to destroy it? Just me? All it would take I'm just to tell y'all, listen, because I don't know all. I'm just telling you right now, if I leave here today and I'm wearing my passion shirt, church, my church shirt, I gotta be careful there, boy. Um, and I got the passion logo on the back of my car, and we just had this powerful encounter with Jesus. And I and I pull into it don't matter which one right now because they all tell terrible. Whatever re- drive-through restaurant you want to pick, because they all bad. And you get to the window and they have jacked your order completely up. Can I tell you that it doesn't matter how many people watched us online. doesn't matter how long I've been preaching faithfully for 15 years in this house. It doesn't matter in one split second. Everybody in that restaurant by my attitude. That's why I had to take the Passion Church sticker off my car for a while. Because I'm, I, I'm, I happen to be, I know y'all don't know this. Just I happen to be a little bit impatient at times. Don't laugh at me, April. I see you over there laughing at me. So I had to take it off because I recognized that while I was acting like a villain, I was destroying my witness. And so I had to make a decision. Don't go back to that. No. <laughs> I had to make a decision that I had to offer grace. I'm helping you right now because some of you in your own homes, you don't even know each other when you leave this place because in here, you're like swinging from spidey ropes. But when you get home, you're the joker. You're the Riddler. And I'm asking you to fix it. And I'm putting a demand on us. We got to fix this. We have got to be more hero than we are villain. The good news is this. There's help. We live constantly with this reality of duality, but there is help. His name is Jesus. And Jesus will walk out of this room with you to your house, to your work, to your school. And he can help you win this battle and find deliverance. Father, I pray in Jesus' name right now what you would do for us in this moment. As we take just a moment and we reflect on what we've heard, I pray that in this moment we would make up our minds that we're going to be brutally honest. For many of us in this room right now, the challenge we're facing is that we've got everybody in here fooled. Everybody in this room thinks that we're a superhero because we know when to smile, we know when to raise our hands, we know when to sing. But deep inside of us, just under the the surface really, there's this chaos, there's this struggle, there's this battle going on. And more days than not, we lose it. And we're sick and tired of it. God, I've come to the place in my own life, I feel like Paul, I'm tired of it. I'm at the end of my rope. I don't want to live like this. I want to win over this thing. If if victory is available, I want to win over this thing. Help us to be honest and transparent before you this morning, I pray in Jesus' name. Would you stand with me just real quickly? 
this is what I know. This is what I've tried to teach you over the last 15 years. This is something I've said over and over again. I'm going to keep saying it. He cannot heal what you hide. And I know you want everybody on your row and three rows up because you sang so loud. They think you like glow in the dark and all that good stuff. And I think you want everybody in here to think that you've got it all together. But the truth is, is that down inside of us, many of us feel like Paul. And we need help. And I'm just telling you what Paul told you. There is help today. If that's you, if you're in that kind of struggle, if that kind of war is going on inside of you and there are more days that you you lose the fight than you win the fight, would you do me a favor this morning? Would you just come down front and stand here just so I know I'm not all by myself in this thing? That's me. There are days I say things I wished I didn't say. There are days I do things I wished I did not do. There are days I treat people the way I wished I did not treat them and I need help. I need some help. There are days I think things I wished I didn't think. Are you saying I'm not saved, Steve? No. I'm saying you're saved. But we just need deliverance. We just need deliverance. I just want to help you this morning. Those of you that came down, those of you that should have come down because we've encountered some of you on the road. I'm not telling you that one little walk down an aisle to an altar is going to fix this thing. What I am saying is that while you're down here together with brothers and sisters fighting the same battle you're fighting, we can find help and we can get back in the battle that we need to be in and we gotta crucify our flesh. We got to, we gotta kill the old man. We gotta, really what I'm asking you to do this morning is you stand at this altar as this, make a covenant with me that we're gonna go back to battle. We're gonna get back in the war today that we're not just gonna think, I just gotta come to church on Sunday, it'll be all right. No, on Monday, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna kill this thing again. And on Tuesday, I'm gonna kill it again. On a Wednesday, I'm gonna fight this thing to the death. Would you help me this morning? Would you stretch your hands out this way as we pray? Father, in Jesus' name. I stand in with this group of people that were honest enough to declare that there are days where I'm more villain than I am hero. There's this battle going on in all these folks up here. We need your help. I need your help. Jesus, I rely on you. I've already proven over and over time and time again that I am not strong enough to win this fight by myself. I need you right now. I need you right now. In fact, Jesus, the truth is, is I'm tired of fighting. And so I need you to re-energize me. Give me power again. Let me be strengthened again to get back into this daily fight. Let me kill this old man every day. Let me die daily. I crucify my flesh every day. I pick up my cross and I follow you, Jesus. Help me today. God, when my willpower runs out, when I exit this building and in about 10 minutes, my my willpower goes by the wayside and I want to say things I shouldn't say, do things I shouldn't do, watch things I shouldn't watch, listen to things I shouldn't listen to. I pray in that moment, I would be reminded of the fact that when I walked down here, you walked right up next to me. And I can rely on you to help me to arrest the affinities of my life. It's not that I don't like to do that stuff. It's just that I want to be able to make the decision not to do those things. 
And so God, I pray that supernatural power would rise up in us, champion, come up alive on the inside of us and help us to walk in the power and in the strength of Jesus in our life. Jesus, we submit to you, not just today, we submit our lives to you, lock, stock, and barrel. Every aspect of our life, there is no off limits. Take our mouth, take our eyes, take our ears, take our mind, take our body, everything about us, we submit it to you. And I ask you to produce freedom and deliverance in us so that we can be the hero that you've called us to be to our wife, to our husband, our kids, our classmates, our neighbors, our co-workers. Everywhere we go, may we represent you so well, so well in every situation, so well in every environment, so well that the people that come into contact us with us will think, man, they're, they're, they're otherworldly. They're superheroes. How do they do that? And we will be able to point them to the one who came to set it all right. We will point them to you, Jesus. We celebrate you today, Jesus. We celebrate you today, Jesus. You are our champion. We celebrate you and we thank you that you came to help us find true, lasting deliverance. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Would you do this with me this morning? Those of you that came down, would you just turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to be more hero this week than I am villain. Come on, tell somebody. Those of you standing back there, come on, would you testify to somebody and say, I'm going to be more of a hero this week than I am a villain. And then you can be seated real quick as Adam comes to close this out this morning. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.